Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Julius Bear's Moving Markets podcast. It's Monday, the 25th of September, and my name is Helen Freer. On today's show, I'll be talking about the latest market news with Bernadette and Derko, and then I'll be speaking to Menzo Pochinzi to get his latest thoughts on the markets from a technical perspective. But first up is Bernadette. Good morning, Bernadette. Good morning, Helen. So we had a slew of big central bank meetings last week. How have the markets digested the different decisions? Yes, Helen. Well, perhaps I should start with a a quick summary. Uh, We had the US Federal Reserve, who held interest rates steady on Wednesday, but did indicate that a further hike is on the cards later this year. And unfortunately, the rates will likely stay elevated for a prolonged period as they continue to try and bring down inflation. Then on Thursday, we had the Bank of England and the Swiss National Bank deciding to end their rate hike runs by keeping rates unchanged, although both emphasised that further increases and more sustained high rates are on the table. Meanwhile, the Swedish and Norwegian central banks hiked their interest rates. And then finally, on Friday, the Bank of Japan left interest rates unchanged at minus 0.1% while maintaining its outlook and yield curve control policy, therefore showing no impetus to end its massive economic stimulus measures. European markets closed lower on Friday as the prospect of these higher for longer interest rates unnerved investors. Uh, The Pan-European Stock 600 Index, for example, ended the session down 0.3% taking its losses for the week to 1.57%. That's its worst performance since mid-August. Construction and material stocks dropped uh, 0.9% on Friday and tech stocks added 0.77% in Europe. Okay, so that's Europe. What about in the US? Yeah, well, uh, US stocks also retreated on Friday, concluding what's obviously been a tough week for the market. This was their fourth straight day of losses. The S&P 500 index closed down 0.2% and tech and energy were the only positive sectors on the day for that index. Dow Jones and the Nasdaq also closed the day down. And um, on the week, uh, the S&P 500 and the tech heavy Nasdaq composite dropped 2.9% and 3.6% respectively last week. Uh, The blue chip Dow slid almost 2% on the week. Okay, not great news for equity markets then overall. What about other asset classes? How did they fare? Well, uh, the dollar's up, surprisingly, following the Fed comments. Uh, It was also helped by two further Fed officials over the weekend saying that another rate hike is possible. So we had Susan Collins calling for further tightening and saying that was certainly not off the table. And Governor Michelle Bowman signalled that more than one increase will probably be required. Uh, Meanwhile, the yen was little changed. It's near its weakest level this year. Japan's currency slipped last week after the Bank of Japan maintained its uh, ultra-easy monetary policy setting. So again, no real surprise there. And following on with the the lack of surprises, US bond yields rose after the central bank comments. The benchmark 10-year Treasury reached its highest level since 2007 last week. Some houses signalling it may even rise to four and three quarter percent before tailing off again uh, at the year end. Meanwhile, the two year rate touched its highest level since 2006. And then oil. Well, oil climbed for a second day as hedge funds have been piling in on bets that tightening supplies are going to see a resumption of that rally that we saw pausing last week. And what about Asian markets today? I see there's news out on the property sector there, which must be impacting trading. Yeah, well, um, Asia-Pacific markets are mixed this morning. Investors are looking towards inflation data from across the region. Japanese indices are higher, but the rest are broadly lower this morning. A big downer for Asian markets today was the news that China Evergrande Group is running out of time to get what would be one of the nation's biggest ever restructurings back on track. 
There have been setbacks in recent days, and these raise the risk of liquidation. And indeed, China's property stocks have fallen 6% this morning. That's the most in nine months on the back of these fears. Evergrande share price was off at 25% at one stage today, and the Hang Seng has been off as much as 1.6% this morning. Okay, thanks, Bernadette. Um, Any other news you'd like to highlight? Well, I guess one word is strikes. So in the US, obviously, we've got the car strikes going on. Ford actually ended Friday up almost 2% after headlines came out that the car maker is apparently reaching progress in its negotiations with the striking United Auto Workers Union. So we'll need to watch that space. When it comes to the writers' strike, um, apparently Hollywood's writers and studios have reached a preliminary labour agreement. This is only a tentative deal, but it would end the ongoing writers' strike. Uh, The Writers Guild of America and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers are still drafting the final contract language. So again, we'll have to wait for that. And then obviously it's that time of year again when concerns are growing around a US government shutdown, which obviously would dent uh, consumer confidence and slow the economy even further. The House Republican leaders sent the chamber into recess on Thursday. And looking ahead to this week then, what should we be keeping our eye on? Oh, there's a big list, I'm afraid, Helen. We've got US new home sales and conference board consumer confidence uh, tomorrow. On Wednesday, we'll see China releasing industrial profits and we'll also see US durable goods on Wednesday. On Thursday, we've got the Eurozone economic confidence and consumer confidence, as well as US initial jobless claims. And on Friday, we've got uh, Eurozone CPI and Japan unemployment, industrial production and retail sales. We've also got a host of central bank leaders addressing various conferences this week. So there's lots of data to watch out for and there's lots of people to listen to. And how are markets set to open today? I'm afraid the futures markets are indicating a slightly lower open. So uh, all I can say is take care out there today. Excellent. Thank you very much, Bernadette, for the roundup this morning. Thanks for having me on, Helen. Now, Menzor, welcome back to the podcast. Good morning. Good morning, Helen. Okay, first question today is on the US dollar, which we've obviously seen rising of late. What are your thoughts on the current levels? Well, so when we look at the US dollar, it remains here at critical levels. So uh, it's testing basically here the highs of uh, March. Um, so we have been here in a, in a uh, volatile consolidation. And basically, we have here a split uh, picture. So on one hand, the US dollar is strong against Low yielding current, uh, low uh, yielding currencies. Uh, of course, uh, no more uh, negative yielding. So these are the Swiss franc, the euro, and Japanese yen. Nevertheless, we have seen a bit of a divergence against uh, commodity-related currencies, which are stabilizing, and against emerging market currencies. So maybe we think here that uh, the current resistance around the highs of March maybe will hold, and we will see here some consolidation. So for the time being, we would think that a consolidation around current levels is uh, very likely. Okay. And in equities then, we're seeing some sideways movements in US equity markets. Do you think we're on track for a year-end rally, Menzo? Yes. So uh, basically what we have seen in the US equity market, I mean, this is similar to the rest of the world. So we have seen here a drag uh, by small and mid-cap stocks. They they have corrected uh, quite a bit. Nevertheless, when we look here at the S&P 500, we are seeing that, uh, yes, uh, we de- uh, the S&P 500 declined briefly below its August lows. Nevertheless, when we look here at the larger picture, so the index is trading above its 200-day moving average. 
the medium term momentum made a new high in uh, summer. So most likely this is just a short term correction before we see the typical year end rally. Okay, interesting. And I want to ask you about yields as well. I think you mentioned last week a medium term momentum peak in yields. What are the charts telling you about 10 year US Treasury yields and where they're expected to go? Yes, so here as well, a very interesting picture. So um, although we have a medium-term momentum peak, interest rates basically continue to trade slightly above the highs of last year. So maybe this indicates that the market is is ready to move even a bit higher. So we are watching here basically very closely here to see uh, maybe a possible uh, possible peak here in interest rates. But for this to happen, interest rates would need to decline below 4%. So for the time being, we would think that similar to the US dollar, maybe there is here a consolidation between 4 and 4.5% in US 10-year treasury yields. Okay, great. Thanks very much, Benzo. Interesting to hear your latest thoughts this morning. You're welcome, Helen. So that is all for today. Thank you again to my guests and thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and please also leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. We'd love to hear your feedback. And do join us again tomorrow when I'll be back and talking to more of our colleagues about what is moving markets. Have a great start to the week, everyone, and bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.